Hey, welcome back to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, KFGO.com, or of course, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. My name is Ryan Janke, and I've got, as like I always do, Corey Litton right here with me. That's me. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Not bad. How you been? Not too bad. We were gone last week. We've both been uh, juggling some schedules, but you told me earlier that uh, you're you're going to be able to just enjoy some racing now. Yeah, that's right. You know, with, with Buffalo Rivers uh, season uh, winding down the last uh, local track here in the area for us here in the Fargo-Moorhead area that that was running, I don't I don't have any announcing gigs till right around uh, December, which uh, that that that. Uh, I guess that means I can let the cat out of the bag here. I've been asked to do the announcing for the ice racing on Underwood this next year. Oh, nice! We uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, we started following that uh, last year a little bit. So yeah, I got the I got the call from uh, Gordy Meyer, who is uh, a name that goes way back uh, in racing in, the, in that area. Especially, he was uh, the always known as the the Budweiser number 10 car that raced out at Wee Town back in the in the 80s and 90s and he, a good guy real oh. good guy and he was one of my heroes growing up too so that was kind of cool yeah he's like hey do you want to do this and I'm like yes I do <laughs> well that's cool so uh, when is do you know when the season kicks off yet have they scheduled that well uh, we got to wait for track conditions to improve for them right now at the moment because uh, right now the track is water. Yeah, and <laughs> my guess is I, I think they started right last year. They started right around December, so uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll be uh, turning laps right around then. Cool, that, that that's fantastic. You heard it here first. Cat out of the bag. Corey Litton <laughs> going to be announcing some uh, ice racing. So that's cool. Are you able to pick that up on the radio anywhere? Um, I, I think we're just just going to be using a short wave kind of thing where okay. we because uh, everybody sits in their cars out there and watches. Sure. So we're just going to have like a small range radio that's out there that will we'll broadcast into your car. Sweet. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll look for more information on that. Uh, in the meantime, we had some NASCAR racing this weekend. Texas Motor Speedway. That was September the 24th. More like Rex's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William Byron took the lead with five laps remaining on it, on the way to his fifth win of the year. Should we listen to, uh, do you want to listen to the final lap right now or do you want to wait? Sure, yeah. All right, here is the final lap from NASCAR.com. Bell, a little wiggle there, allows Wallace to have the advantage. He's up to third. One lap to go, presented by Credit One Bank, William Byron. Is it going to be the driver of the 24 that gives Rick Hendrick his 300th win in the Cup Series? Down the back stretch for the final time, the winningest driver in 2023, already five wins, and now looking to secure a spot in the round of eight. William Byron, the 25-year-old, is going to win at Texas. He's into the round of eight. Go! So, yeah, William Byron took the lead with five laps remaining on the way to win his uh, fifth race of the year. Best uh, season that he's had so far in his career, I believe. And uh, and uh, that point, uh, he got the point lead out of that deal, too, as well as you heard the historic moment right there. Rick Hendrick's 300th win as a car owner there on Sunday with that win. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Chris Buescher, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr. rounded out the top five. Uh, 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 William Byron, really, he kind of took advantage of some pit strategy because... There were, like we were saying, Rexes 
<laughs> instead of Texas. Um, it was, you know, there were a lot of uh, accidents out in that that uh, in that race. Um, I know Ryan Blaney got taken out in, in a couple of or in one of them towards the end, and it, it kind of allowed William Byron to to uh, to take advantage of some pit strategy. He had newer tires than everybody else, and you know, <clears throat> Kyle Larson ended up uh, you know spinning as well because he had older tires and he was going for the lead on Bubba Wallace and ended up spinning out. And Bubba Wallace, actually, you you have to feel slightly bad for him because he went from, you know, uh, he was one of the more dominant cars throughout the whole thing, but faded back to third at the end of that one, too. But, yeah, that was a a real interesting race. It almost seemed like with the the wrecks, though, that everybody was trying to go to the Buckies that was off of turns number one (laughs) and two. (laughs) The greatest uh, greatest gas station I've ever been to in my life. (laughs) It's like a Walmart with a gas station. (laughs) That's funny. I'm pretty sure that one over in Fort Worth, over there, just right outside of uh, the Texas Motor Speedway complex out there. I'm pretty sure that one you can even buy guns there. Oh, (laughs) that kind of uh, jeepers! (laughs) That kind of gas station. Yeah, it's pretty. They have. I mean, I've never seen so many different kinds of uh, of beef jerky in my life, and candy and stuff like that. The yeah, the (laughs) sweet Bucky's. That's. I'm kind of hoping we we get get some of that up here. I mean, that's one of the coolest places ever. Well, this is how the stage uh, breaks down for stage one. Tyler Reddick won that uh, stage. Chris Busher second. Christopher Bell, third. William Byron, fourth. Fifth was Michael McDowell. Chase Elliott, sixth. Ryan Blaney, your guy, seventh. Chase Briscoe, eighth. Ninth was Denny Hamlin. And Bubba Wallace rounded out the top ten. Stage two, Kyle Larson won stage two. Eric Jones was second. Denny Hamlin, third. Fourth, your guy, Ryan, yep. Ryan Blaney. Uh, fifth, Chris Busher, Chase Elliott was sixth, Brad Keselowski seventh. My guy, Ross Chastain, took the eighth spot in stage two. Then was Bubba Wallace in ninth and Daniel Suarez in tenth. How'd they finish? Well, uh, kind of taking a look at it right now, it was uh, William Byron who got the win, obviously. Ross Chastain finished in second. The Bubba Wallace was in third. Christopher Bell finished fourth. Denny Hamlin in fifth. Kevin Harvick in sixth. Seventh was Brad Keselowski. Uh, eighth was Daniel Suarez, and then it was uh, ninth of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Chase Briscoe rounding out the top ten. And uh, uh, I was just trying to look right now to see on, on my phone to try to see where my guy Ryan Blaney finished. I know he was wrapped up in a little bit of an incident towards the uh, the end of that one, and he ended up at the 28th spot. 28. Ouch. Ouch. Well, that's... Uh, Final status accident. That's, uh, yeah, that's how kind they go. A, kind of a rude way to describe him. <laughs> Pretty sure his family likes him. <laughs> well, that's, uh, we're moving right along. Uh, two races. This was the, the, was this the second? This was the second race of the stage, or the, this uh, round of the playoffs, wasn't it? So uh, next week, they're going to be on the, on the cut again. Yeah, we're looking right now at, uh, so it's Talladega coming up this weekend, but then the Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course, then it goes to the round of eight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's right, and it'll be on my birthday when it goes to the round of eight, uh-huh. by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was. It's, uh, it, it's coming down to crunch time here, so the points are kind of sitting like this, where William Byron is the point leader, obviously, on that one after, after that win. Denny Hamlin is plus 37 over the cut line. Then uh, Chris Busher is in second. He is 22 points uh, of above the cut line. Then Christopher Bell, he's also 22 points up. Martin Truex Jr. in fifth is 19 points up. That's his number. Um, then uh, Ross Chastain in sixth, 12 points up. Brad Keselowski is eight points above in the seventh spot. In eighth, Kyle Larson. 
even after the incident that he had out there, still two points up above the bubble there. On the uh, on the cut line, though, it's Bubba Wallace, uh, who is uh, two points back. Tyler Reddick, three points back. Ryan Blaney, 11 points back. And Kyle Busch, 17 points back. All right. In the ratings, USA, the race was on USA, and they drew a 1.16 rating with 2 million viewers. That's up 100,000 from last year. So more proof that NASCAR is dying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next up is uh, this Sunday, October 1st, like you said, at Talladega, 1 o'clock Central Time, start time on NBC. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, it is on, on NBC, but yes, 1 o'clock-ish on NBC. <laughs> they'll, get it, they'll get it rolling. They do a pretty good job. You know, NBC, since the coverage switched over from the Fox and Fox affiliates, um, it's kind of actually gotten a lot better as far as being at least close to advertised start time. Yeah. They're only about usually about five minutes late sometimes. So it's <laughs> uh, it's not as infuriating as, oh, okay, we're supposed to be getting a green flag, but now we got to talk to people. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so we had some World of Outlaws action as well. That's right. Uh, Friday, September 22nd, it was at the Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. Uh, Rico Abreu held off David Gravel. And I mean, they were side by side coming out of turn number four at the end of that one. And Rico got his sixth win of the year. Gravel's runner-up spot allowed him to knock 14 points off of Brad Sweet's point lead. Uh, Donnie Schatz charged up to a sixth-place finish after starting in 15th to earn the hard charger award of that, out of that one. Gio Selzy finished in the third spot. On Saturday, September 23rd, it was the Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio. Brad Sweet rebounded from his ninth-place finish from the previous night to pick up his ninth win of the season. David Gravel finished in second for the second night in a row, and Gio Selzy again finished third for the second night in a row. Uh, Donnie Schatz passed five cars to finish in the 16th spot. Um, and, you know, going back to Friday, though, Rico Abreu getting the sixth win of the year. Brad Sweet is only, uh, he's won nine races this year. He's the point leader. Rico's not running a full schedule with the Outlaws. He probably could have been, you know, contending <laughs> right now if he would have, if he would have, uh, if he would have stayed up for the full season here. But he's he's doing the true Outlaw thing where he's just kind of running where he wants. Yeah. And, and that's uh that's always fun. I mean, I'd love to see Rico go full time with the Outlaws, and, and who knows, maybe take a shot at you know Brad Sweet yep. uh, for for the the title because Brad's going for four in a row, and he's well off into the well on his way to doing so because uh, next month in October is usually when the season winds down, and Brad Sweet is your point leader. Um, he is eighty points above David Gravel, who's sitting in the second spot. And, you know. And that sucks for him too because you know he finished two nights in a row in second spot, <laughs> and, and that's and where he's, he's at. still eighty points back from Brad Sweet. Sweet, yep. Uh, Carson Macedo is ninety-eight points back in the third spot. Logan Schuhart three hundred and eighty-six points back in the fourth spot. Gio Selzy three ninety-four points back, and uh, Donnie Schatz sitting four hundred sixteen points back in the sixth spot. All right. Uh, next up for them will be uh, Saturday, Friday, September 29th, Saturday, September 30th, the National Open Open at uh, Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. One of the uh, the feathers in the cap, uh, so to speak, for uh, a lot of these drivers. One of the one of the crown jewel events of uh, the uh, outlaw season. I have some friends who live out that way. They'll probably be there. They live in uh, Dillsburg, which is not very far away when uh, we've gone and visited them in the past. We've stayed at a hotel in Mechanicsburg, so they're uh, not far away, a few miles. I w- and I love uh, Williams Grove Speedway, except for when I'm trying to play it on any of the Outlaws game and the Outlaws game that I have, um, <laughs> because I stink at that. If for some reason, at those, it's long straightaways, 
tight, uh, tight, flat corners. It, it's a very unique racetrack, and it has the the pedestrian bridge that goes over the back straightaway too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, you can't forget the Beer Hill uh, crowd over in turn number three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty. Uh, it, it's that's it, one of those uh, tracks that I definitely want to go to uh, mm-hmm. eventually in my Buc- life. So bucket list. So yeah. now now you know that area well enough. We yeah. can do a road trip. We could. We could do a road trip. If you want to hang out with me for that many days in a row. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you can do that. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, it's unless you want to go nuts, it's a two day two day trip to get oh, yeah. out there. But uh, but it's a beautiful country right at the uh, right at the base of the Appalachian Mountains. Um, yeah, it's it's. Beauty and getting there, you have to go through the Appalachians. We did a road trip that way before, so uh, nice. You get to drive the tunnel through the mountain, kind of thing. Oh on, yeah, on yeah. the way there, and and uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful uh, country out there. Uh, high limit sprint car series that happened this week. That's right. That's the the kind of competitor to the Outlaws, uh, the World of Outlaws, but not really that much of it because it's owned by. Both Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, mm. <laughs> they they own the uh, High Limit Sprint Car Series. It's something I'm going to be you know kind of highlighting a little bit more too here. We'll, we'll we'll go through a recap on the season here as the, when the season ends. There's only two more races left for them for the season, but uh, it was Tuesday, September 26th, Commonwealth Clash at Lernerville Speedway, which just got added to the Outlaws game, and I'm, I I like that track, <laughs> <laughs> a half mile track with no walls. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. That's out in Sarver. What could go wrong? Sarver, Pennsylvania. Uh, Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson, the two owners of the uh, series, put on a pretty good show at the uh, start of the main event. Both trading sliders. Track was uh, track had some uh, some giddy up to it. It had some it had some character, and uh, the cushion bit both of them at uh, moments in the key moments in the race and that allowed David Gravel to pick up the win and fifty thousand dollars. But that does nothing as far as the points mm-hmm. though, right. the, for the uh, for the World of Outlaws. Rico Abreu finished a close second. He had a shot at it towards the end, and Brad Sweet uh, rebounded to finish in the third the third position. I hear there there's a chance that uh, the High Limit Sprint Car Series might be making an appearance a little bit closer to our to really? our area. They've made it as far as Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota, but there's there's talks. There's hmm. talk. I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing some uh, very very big grumbles coming up here. Very nice. little little birdie told me something. All right, we'll keep so, an eye on that one. Yeah, they're they're going to be. Uh, it's that that's a definitely a cool series. They put a lot of money on on, on the line uh, line to win those races, and they get you know forty to fifty cars a week, which hmm. is is pretty cool. I mean, and you only have to run one class of cars. It's one race, and you and you figure it out. And and it's uh, they they broadcast it on a Tuesday, so I mean. It, Everybody can have the chance to watch it, so yeah. it's 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 a pretty cool series and pretty neat way to to uh, see some some more money getting back into the sprint cars uh, uh, divisions and stuff. But yeah. they'll, they'll be racing uh, again next uh, next race will be Tuesday, October third, third Bridgeport Motorsports Park in Bridgeport, New Jersey. Another one of those uh, unique racetracks. Hmm. Um, that one looked like it was designed by I. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what time of the night it was that they did they did that, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting track. It's got a lot. Of, it's it's very unique. It's kind of um, it's like a rhombus basically. It's okay, one and two are completely different. Three and four are you know somewhat more normal, 
That's and fun. And they have a weird infield wall too. It's a, it's an interesting racetrack, and it makes for some great racing. Good. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun one to watch. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Formula One was uh, was on the move Sunday, September twenty fourth, Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, a week after suffering his diff- most difficult loss of the season. <laughs> his first loss since April 30th, by the way. He scored his 13th win of the year. Wow. And it was by over 19 seconds over Lando Norris and 36 seconds over Oscar, Oscar Piastri. Uh, Verstappen has uh, 400 points in the, po- in, in the point lead. His teammate, Sergio Perez, is has 223 points sitting in second. He's the next closest. This is, uh, yeah, it's they have a thing on Netflix called uh, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. It should more, they should change it to Formula One, who's playing for second? Um, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton sitting in third. He is 190 points. Fernando Alonso, 174 points in the fourth spot. And in fifth, Carlos Sainz uh, with 150 points. They're going to be out at, at Cutter this uh, uh, Sunday, October 8th for their next one. I did not know they raced there. So I, that's. Yeah, I, I really haven't paid attention to it as much as I should, uh-huh. but I, I think they've raced there for a few years. Okay. Uh, what else happened? So I got to go to first time ever uh, out to uh, the Super D Speedway, Minoman, Minnesota, on Saturday, September twenty third. That was uh, they had an enduro out there. They didn't have a lot of cars, but it was a very interesting event. I I really like it. It's either two hundred laps or two hours. Whatever comes first, and who's okay. ever leading at that at that point wins. Um, Dan Beckman he completed all two hundred laps in just under an hour and twenty minutes. The, tr- the race only got stopped once for the uh, the halfway break. I mean, there were there were no serious accidents. In, in which were, is great. Um, all the fires happened in the pits. <laughs> so, uh, nobody lost a nobody lost a full wheel or anything that's, like that. That's impressive, though. It it is. Uh, you know, the drivers kind of gave them gave them gave each other respect. They knew that there wasn't going to be that many people out there. Usually, when there's a lot of cars, um, you tend to see some some a little bit more aggressive uh, driving tactics out there. But sure, yeah, these guys. Uh, and girls uh, really, really showed showed each other some respect out there. And uh, Dan Beckman was the winner out there. Um, he was the only car that had a front wheel drive four, or he's one of two cars that had a front wheel drive four cylinder um, package uh, in there. Everybody else had the, you know, the rear wheel drive V8s. You know, the the old uh, like Monte Carlos 70, 70s Monte Carlos to the eighties Monte Carlos kind of uh, body styles and stuff. And so you're hearing you're you know, hearing the rumble going by you. Yeah. And then he heard Dan Beckman, <laughs> and he had it. He had it in a certain gear to where it would uh, it would hit the rev limiter too. So it was <laughs> down the front straight away. It was pretty pretty hilarious to listen to. It's <laughs> funny, but he he ended up uh, winning by over three laps over Josh Lawson and Ooh. Ben Purrington. So uh, that was a pretty impressive run out there. And and the the rain made it interesting throughout the day because the the weather the track was wet and it was very narrow. The the groove didn't widen out throughout the whole race. Okay. So people were, I mean, you had to really throw it in there hard to get a good pass in there. Wow. And, and it was, it was, it was interesting to watch. Fun. And, and uh, I'm glad I got to go there. I believe that's my 80, I want to say 83rd racetrack I've ever been to in my life. Oh, and that counts now. So uh, it does count. Yeah. Yeah. It's it interesting place. And I mean, the track is, as it says, it's a super D. How was the food? The food they uh, I I had a burger there. It was pretty good. Okay. Um, 
And one of the cool things there, and I almost took advantage of this, but I didn't have any floss picks with. <laughs> they were selling corn on the cob oh. at the at the concession stand, and I'm like, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a pretty yeah. The concession stand was not too bad. I mean, obvi- obviously, you know, it's uh, an event run by people that don't get a chance to run very many events. Sure. Because that track doesn't race uh, very often, so uh, yeah, a lot of people had to do a lot, a lot of different jobs all at once, and <laughs> and it was uh, so I, I commend them for all the effort that they had out there. It was a, it was pretty pretty interesting event, but it was it was run well, and uh, and great job by the by the Super D Speedway crew out there, in Monoman, Minnesota. The uh, Monoman County Fairgrounds too. So. Good, good. So we got racing happening this weekend, starting tonight, uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, Gopher State Showdown, I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls. That starts at uh, 7 o'clock tonight, 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Best concession stand in all racing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in this area especially. They had they had a they had a rib uh, rib basket there the last time oh, I was there. Nice. You don't you, find that everywhere. No, no. I didn't get a chance to try it because I was eating so many other different things too. They have, <laughs> you got to try it all. Well, they and they even have like a variety basket, so you get like mini tacos, cheese sure. curds. Oh, um, that's neat. Fries, uh, chicken wings. <laughs> well, if you don't try everything, you won't know what's the best. Right. Yeah. It, it, it just. I mean, it's like how many? There's so many different choices here. All oh, they put it all in one. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're uh, they're also going to be racing in Madison, Minnesota, Madison Speedway. Lose Madtown Showdown. That's seven o'clock tonight. Five o'clock tomorrow night, Saturday. Oktoberfest at Dakota Speedway in Mandan. Seven o'clock tonight. Six o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap is just a couple weeks away from our biggest show of the year. Tell us about it. That's right. We'll be crowning all of our cl- our class champions. We'll be uh, revealing the winner of the unintentional rollover contest. By the way, uh, spoiler alert, there's some high high money in this one. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we haven't set a record in the number of people that have entered this, but we are really close to it. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll decide the race of the year, the year rookie of the year, and of course, so we'll be crowning the Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap Champion of the World. Sweet. And uh, before we wrap this one up here, I do got to send out well wishes to uh, to Ty Wilkie, Hollywood Ty Wilkie, uh, young man, uh, 19 years old, uh, got rushed to the hospital uh, this last week. He had had a brain bleed, but oh, no. uh, uh, he he's he's in good spirits. Um, okay. A lot of pain, but he will he will recover. So he's in the hospital right now. So we're just we're we're pulling for you, Ty. So get well soon. All right, yeah, prayer, prayers with you, Ty. Uh, yeah, get well soon. That's whoo. That's not fun. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, we wish the best for Ty. Uh, and uh, on that note, I guess we wrap up this week's episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Don't forget, you can find us. Anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Google Play or the Apple Store, uh, and especially kfgo.com or on the KFGO app. And uh, again, you, Corey Litton. That's me. Yeah, that is you. Uh, <laughs> still are every Friday morning with the KFGO morning crew. Actually, we just wrapped up our last one of the year. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, but um, it's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll get over it. You'll get you'll get over it. All right. No more Corey <laughs> my, live on, on my twelfth season <laughs> for KFGO. So yeah. I, that's uh, I've, I'm incredibly blessed and and uh, thankful that I get to do this every year. So I, yeah. I it, it was really awesome, especially. Towards the end, of when we when we picked up Robbie Daniels uh, too, because you know she's a, she's a good race fan too. So she is, yeah. And uh, and uh, I've run into her many times at, at racetracks, and so it was it, it's kind of cool to 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 get to uh, 
do the show with her too. Yeah. So despite Corey not being there, you can still listen to the <laughs> KFGO Morning Crew every weekday morning with Doug, Dan, and as you just said, Robbie Daniels now on the KFGO Morning Crew. So until next time, I'm for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. We'll see ya.